And Jesus gives us this new simple commandment in the gospel today, love one another. I couldn't help but think of the, the life of a, a priest in the, the mid-1800s. He was, he was from Belgium, but he went as a missionary to the Hawaiian Islands and was working there. And at the time, he, he felt called to go and minister to um, a leper colony that was there. And there was a leper colony on one of the islands called Molokai, um, where if somebody contracted leprosy, there was nothing they could do for them. They sent them off to this island to live isolated so that no one else would get infected. But Damien felt this, this call to love in his heart and went and started ministering to them. And he ended up going and living on the island amongst them. And the, their conditions were very, very poor. And he, over, over 16 years, he lived amongst the lepers there. And he, he built up, um, did great works, improving their life. And what really strikes me most about that story is that, to, to no surprise, he, he ended up catching leprosy. And after suffering for about five years with the disease, he, he died there on the island amongst the lepers. And this speaks to me of this, this total orientation towards the needs of the other. When I hear Jesus say, love one another as I have loved you, as he commands us um, in the gospel reading we've had today, it suggests to me that we need to learn to look outwards towards the other, to, to look at what, what does this person need, what can I do for this other person, because it's so easy for us to look inwards so often. And to orient our whole lives really about looking inwards at my needs and how to keep myself safe and comfortable and secure. And I can spend all of my energies and all of my life building up a nice little kind of wall around me so that I've got everything that I need. So that I'm defended from the, the distractions and worries that come to me from outside. So that my rights are met. But this command from Jesus doesn't only mean a, a conversion, I suppose, to, to know the Lord, but it requires an inversion, I think, from this inward-looking, self-focused um, concern that we can have to a concern for the other, where our, our orientation is outwards. Whereas instead of asking, you know, what do I need or what do I want in this situation, I can look at the other person and truly be concerned about what is their need. How can, how can they be built up or loved in this situation and how can I bring that about for them? There's a, there's a turning outwards of our life that needs to happen for us to, for us to take up this command. And Jesus gives us what I think is a, a very big hint as to how that can possibly happen. A bit of a, a secret to how it can happen very easily. He says, love one another just as I have loved you, you ought to love one another. I think the, the secret of entering into this kind of love, of turning our lives to, to emulate this commandment, is to put Jesus at the centre of our lives. And this is what Father Dan was reflecting on with us last week. Um, if you weren't with us, you can look up the homily and reflect back on how he was suggesting we do that. But I think two things happen when we put Jesus at the centre of our lives that, that allow us to love in this sort of way. The first thing is that we, we actually we can't love properly, even though we've been created to love our brothers and sisters. Human beings are, are basically love, loving machines. That's what God's made us for. But we're broken and we don't know how to do that properly. We, we keep turning inwards and being selfish. But 
Jesus gives us his own love and his own heart to love with. So when, we're, when we can place Jesus at the center of our lives, we're not just using our own efforts. We're not just trying to kind of find the, the resources and the kindness of our own heart and loving people with that, but Jesus gives us his own heart to love with. The grace of sharing in the life of Jesus is sharing in his love for others, and so we can do that with his grace, with his energy, with his kindness and generosity. But the other key thing that happens, I think, when we put Jesus at the center of our lives is that we suddenly don't need to worry about ourselves. If Jesus is at the center of my life, then I have everything I need. I don't need to spend my energies trying to defend my rights and, and you know, fulfill my desires and keeping my safety and security because Jesus is my safety and security and Jesus is all I need. So a freedom springs out of that, that I don't need to worry about myself and I'm free to care about the other. I have Jesus and that's all that I need and I can, I can look at your needs, I can look at this person's needs, I can look at how I can love and serve this neighbour of mine. So this is the, the simple encouragement I want to give you today and I think the simple invitation that Jesus gives us through this command is just to take up the, the gospel practically in our lives because while, while the example of Damien is, is like a, a huge kind of grace to, to lay down his life, to, to put himself in great danger at the service of others, really this command to love one another is a very ordinary, everyday sort of thing. It's every day we have, we have a thousand opportunities to love the person in front of us. Maybe not to, to put ourselves in danger or to lay down our lives or to, um, to emulate Jesus on the cross like that, but still, we have an opportunity to be kind or to be patient or to be compassionate with somebody. Um, we have an opportunity to, to listen to somebody with our full attention. We have an opportunity to, to let somebody go in front of us in a queue or something. And those are the, the little practical, everyday ways in which we start to take up this commandment. So this invitation is simply to, to, to live this out day by day. Um, not, not to worry about the, the big life-giving opportunities that we'll find, but to look for those simple ways that we can just love the brother or sister that's in front of us. There's three ways as well, three obstacles, I think, that can come before us in this. Three things that can make it very difficult for us to, to step into this challenge. Um, and the first one is that we can worry about trying to love everybody. And, you know, even, even if I considered trying to love every single person in this church, which might be just a couple of hundred of you, that's like, oh my goodness, how can I possibly get around to everybody? Um, where do I begin and how could I possibly complete that? But, you know, then we think, oh no, Jesus is actually asking me to love everybody in the world. Oh, so how could I possibly do that? And it can seem so overwhelming that we, we don't even want to start. We don't know where we would start. But I think it's, there's a, there's a key in the fact that Jesus says, love one another. He doesn't say love eight billion others. He says, love one another. So we can only start to take up this task of love by responding to that one person who happens to be in front of me at this moment. How do I love this person? And then if I try and love them well, and then if I try and love the next person who comes in front of me well, then 
You never know, I might, be, I might be impacting heaps more people in the end. The other obstacle that we can find, though, is what if I don't feel like it? Um, sometimes we just don't feel like loving people, perhaps because we don't feel very kind towards them for whatever circumstance, but sometimes perhaps like I'm, I'm growing in the Lord, I'm walking with Jesus, and I'm trying to put Jesus at the center of my life, but I don't feel this this love kind of springing out from me. I don't feel Jesus drawing me into these situations to serve others and and give myself to them in this way. Well, God can do lots of things in us with feelings or without the feelings. And really, you can have someone in front of you who you you love very intensely. You feel great care for them and great great, um, concern for them. Or you can have someone in front of you who you feel nothing for or you can have someone in front of you who you actually feel repulsed by or really angry at. But still, in every situation, we're free to make a choice there. We're free to, to hear this invitation from Jesus and take it up and decide that whether I feel loving towards this person, whether I feel angry towards this person, or whether I don't feel anything towards this person, I can act in a loving way towards them. Whatever I, whatever I feel towards them, what would it look like for me to be loving? What's, what's a kindness that I can show them um, or some way that I can offer them my love, my generosity, my kindness? The third obstacle I think we can find is, is when this challenge becomes a little bit more complicated. It's simple to think of loving another person when it's like, okay, this person's hungry and I have some food I can offer them, I can offer them food, therefore I've loved them. Cool. But it's really that simple. One way it can be complicated is if loving this person gets in the way of my loving this other person. You know, I'm, I'm already caring for others and if I try and give my energies towards someone else, it impinges upon that relationship. Or another way is that we're, we're often um, meeting others and having to act out of a role, perhaps in our, in our work or some, some role that we're fulfilling. We, we have to deal with them in a particular way. Perhaps in our jobs, there's, there's the rules and the systems in which we're operating, and you know, perhaps I actually don't have the capacity to offer you the service that you need. So the, the answer might be no. Or perhaps um, in the role that you have, you need to... Um, reprimand somebody or, or, or give them negative feedback or something like that, which doesn't seem like a loving thing to do, but that's the role you've got to play, that's the kind of the system that you're working in. But still, we can, we can bring that, that negative news or that um, what can seem like a negative action, we can do it in a loving way. We can hide behind kind of the system and the rules and let it, let it or we can, we can allow ourselves to forget that this is a person in front of us who deserves to be loved, who deserves to be respected. Or we can, we can bring whatever action is that we're bringing to them, we can bring it to them with kindness, with respect, with a patience and a gentleness. Even if we're saying, no, sorry, I can't help you. Um, even if we're saying, no, sorry, I have to move on to somebody else. Or, sorry, you've done the wrong thing. We can do that with kindness and with love. It's really about respecting that this is, this is a person in front of me. This is um, not just another task in my day. This isn't just another bit of work that I need to get past to get onto all the other stuff that I need to do, but this is a beloved child of God 
who deserves to be loved and shown kindness and respect, deserves to have my attention and my time. So to come back to this simple invitation that this command gives us, I want you to consider who it is that's, that's in your life, that's in your circumstance, that you can love in this way, this week, today, tonight, whenever it might be. Perhaps it's your family, perhaps it's your friends, perhaps it's schoolmates or workmates or housemates or whatever other mates you've got. Perhaps it's someone you're going to encounter in your work out of, out of the role that you're fulfilling. Just, I encourage you to think of one person now and consider how you might turn yourselves outwards to consider their need in that moment when you're going to encounter them. So forget yourself for a moment and think about how can I love this person? What kindness can I show them? What can I do for them? In this situation, what does it look like for me to love one another? Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.